Welcome back to another edition of my updated SEC Power Rankings following Week 9 in the SEC. Boy, Tennessee just smoked Kentucky. Ole Miss kept their momentum alive. We've got an epic, epic weekend coming up here. Week 10 in the SEC, so I'm going to break down quickly my Power Rankings. We'll still do our regularly scheduled Monday full breakdown of what just happened in the SEC. But again, if you're new to this, power rankings. What does that mean? If Team A meets Team B on a neutral field, who am I taking to win the game tomorrow? That's all this is. Head-to-head head -head matchups are important. But again, those most of those are on the road and players in, players out. So I'm going, who would win heading into Week 10? So let's start at the bottom No surprise, they were on a bye this week, but Vanderbilt remains at 14. At least they're showing some signs of life. A couple of games got away from them here. This is an improving Vanderbilt, but still got to put them dead last until they win an SEC game. Number 13. The Auburn Tigers right there, not far behind at 13, just got steamrolled at home by the Arkansas Razorbacks. Defense, an issue. Offense, an issue. He, Robbie Ashford had him some plays here. Tank Bigsby, you know, didn't quite have as good a game as I thought he would have. But, yeah, Auburn's just awful. I don't know what the hell we're doing here. This this is not – this is a shell of the Auburn Tigers that we know and love. More interesting than the, the team right now is the AD search. John Cohen, will he, won't he take a job – of course, John Cohen is the Mississippi State athletic director who will be picking the next football coach. That's more interesting than this football team at this point in time. Number 12. Man, fall from grace here. Tried not to get over hype with this team. They, they were at number 9 last week. Drops all the way to number 12 after losing to Missouri at home. The South Carolina Gamecocks. You know, this, is, uh, this should give you an indication that they're not the SEC as a whole is an outstanding conference because here we got a team that was ranked in the top 25 just a day ago here at number 12 in the power ranking. The SEC is absolutely loaded. But the Gamecocks, until they have a competent offense, you know, the, you're just not going to win on special teams and defense alone. And the defense didn't have their best day on Saturday. The, the special teams did nothing. And when the offense barely... Barely makes an impression on the game. You got players essentially calling out coaches in the post game. This is what you're going to have. I understand South Carolina fans frustrated, pissed off they lost, but trust me, I think in the good, in the long run, this will be good because this is what I was worried about all last week. If we get on this incredible winning streak and and have a great record by the end of the year, that would give Shane Beamer some hesitation on whether we need to make a move. At offensive coordinator, clearly, even he sees by now, change has to be made at some point in time. So you may have lost this game, but you may win in the long term because of it. Number 11. Missouri Tigers. Hey, so the fighting Tigers. A couple games different, you know, losing three one-score games back to back to back. Maybe that was a sign that this is a team 
that is a lot better than we give him credit for. Still got him a number 11 in the power rankings. Could arguably move him up. But how about that defense? Just dominated. That's the real story of the game. Everybody's going to be focused on South Carolina's pathetic offense. It's more about Missouri's defense getting the job done. Blake Baker should be up for the Broyles Award, given to the nation's top assistant coach, given everything he's done to get this unit to turn around. Brady Cook, we let him, we're letting him cook back air. One of his best performances on the road against a sellout South Carolina crowd. Luther Burden making big-time plays. This is a team that's still fighting. They finished the job here in the second half. They're going to be going to a bowl game. That is not something Missouri fans were expected to hear just a couple short weeks ago. This team is improving. Just got to get a little bit more consistency on offense, which we got in this game. They play like that the rest of the way. They're going to win some more ball games. Number 10. Number 10, A&M. I'm not – you know, I, clearly things not great in College Station, but silver linings here. Connor Wigman, my God, why has he not been playing this whole time? Four touchdowns, no interceptions. I think he had like 380-something passing yards in his college starting debut. We got us an answer, and that's – was one of the biggest things holding us back. Now, all of a sudden, the defense can't play. Allowed uh, damn near 400 rushing yards to Ole Miss. We all know Ole Miss is an elite rushing team. But, yeah, now Jimbo's got – now he can point the finger at the defense, at least. So, it's a little silver lining there. But the Aggies lose another home game. I'm not docking them too many points because I still think Ole Miss is a good quality football team. But sitting here number 10 in the SEC, not where any Aggie – wants to be number nine florida gators i don't think moved you much at all this week you know it was as expected you got thrashed by georgia but you could have caved there in the second half they kind of dominated the third quarter it was the only quarter you could say they dominated or even won dominated maybe even a too strong a word but they won the third quarter over georgia georgia just too damn good could do whatever they wanted to this Florida defense for the most part. They forced a turnover here. Anthony Richardson, kind of the, the bad Anthony Richardson, showed up on Saturday, and this is what you're going to get. They needed him to be on point, and he clearly wasn't. He had a couple shining moments. When he got hit, looked like he got hurt. I don't know if that was an excuse or what, but they didn't run him much after that. So, interesting. Yeah, you, you got to go full force if you're going to beat the Georgia Bulldogs and the Florida Gators. Certainly, we're not up to that task on Saturday. Number eight. Mississippi State on a bye, not a whole lot to say. Got a lot to prove. You remain uh, number eight, basically because the teams behind you keep losing. Number seven. Number seven, Kentucky. Man, I all week I thought Kentucky was going to compete with Tennessee. Was I wrong? Now, there's two ways you can look at this. Kentucky, maybe they're awful on offense, which they look like it on Saturday. Well, Tennessee is pretty damn good. I'm looking at it at like Tennessee's pretty damn good. You can't go on the road, have three interceptions, your quarterback. Chris Rodriguez got banged up, didn't play much, if at all, in the second half. And clearly that was uh, a, a huge Missing piece of the puzzle. The offensive line broke down like so many suspected they would. Receivers did nothing in this ball game. Defense looked all out of sorts. It took 90 seconds. You know, last year it took about 
five seconds for Tennessee to score a touchdown. You, you held them about 90 seconds this year. So a little improvement there by Kentucky's defense, but still long, long way to go. That 24-point streak they had, that was smashed in the first half by the Tennessee Volunteers. So Kentucky number seven feels about right to me. I think they're better than they showed on Saturday. I think they're just going up against that, that big orange machine right now. Arkansas, how about this? All these Arkansas fans ready to write off Sam Pittman and company. Snap the Auburn streak. Big game coming up against Liberty, but K.J. Jefferson and this offense heating up. Rocket Sanders, one of the best running backs in the country. He's over 1,000 yards on the season, number one in the SEC. We got Jaden Hazelwood's heating up. Matt Landers heating up. This offensive line's heating up. Arkansas's a dangerous, dangerous team. And we said it before, say it again, the schedule. Everybody wanted to look at the schedule and say, well, my God, how can they win these games? The schedule is lining up well for them in the back half. They're going to get LSU and Ole Miss after they each play Alabama. And who knows what will happen, but Alabama may beat the hell out of those teams. And now they got to come to Fayetteville. Good luck. Three games in a row at home for Arkansas. They could be moving up this list pretty quickly. Number five. Number five, Ole Miss. I didn't sell my Ole Miss stock after one loss. Come on. A lot of people did. Not me. Going on the road. Ninth game in nine weeks. Truly an impressive performance from Lane Kiffin's team. Jackson Dart had three touchdowns, nearly 100 yards on the ground. But the real story, Quinshawn Junkins. What an incredible, incredible player he is. Well over 200 rushing yards on his birthday no less. Put the team on his back. It's been a while since we've seen a true freshman running back coming to this conference and dominate it the way Judkins has. Defense did just enough. Still, big, big time questions. This defense seems to be cratering a little bit late. It made A&M with a uh, true freshman quarterback look competent for portions of this football game. But that don't matter. You got the win. You get a week to rest before Alabama comes to town, and that'll define your season. So two weeks to prepare for that. I like where Ole Miss sits right now. Number four. Number four, LSU, you remain the same on a bye. Big game coming up here. I don't really move teams up or down on a bye, and that's the same. Number three. Number three, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Monumental task here coming up, going to Tiger Stadium for a night crowd. This is going to be one hell of a ball game. Cannot wait to see it. Everybody and their mother is probably going to be picking Alabama to win. But the more I think about it, the more I think LSU has got a chance to pull this upset off at home. Cannot wait to watch this game. Number two. Georgia took care of business as usual but still cracking that door slightly for for Florida in the third quarter had me a little concerned. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, they're a machine on offense and defense. Most balanced, most consistent team in the country. They dominated the line of scrimmage against Florida, which, you know, not a ton of surprise there. But um, Stetson Bennett, he did have the interception. He bounced back nice. How about Brock Bowers? I mean, catch of the year. Just an incredible, incredible athlete. There's simply no answer for him or Darnell Washington. And now Gilbert is healthy. Oh, yeah, and Oscar Delps out here playing on the third snap of the football game. So 
Jalen Carter back on the field, limited reps. That's great for the Georgia defense. Getting him at the perfect time with Tennessee coming into town. Cannot wait for that matchup. You took care of business like you should have against the Florida Gators. Number one. No doubt. Hey, you've been number one here for a while on my rankings. Tennessee, again, how can you do anything but just marvel at the job Josh Heupel and his staff are doing? I mean, Jalen Hyatt continues to get wide-ass open. How how do you let a guy with more touchdowns than half the SEC by himself that wide open time and time again? I don't know, but it keeps happening. Jalen Hyatt had another big game. Got Cedric Tillman back in the fold. He looked, I'd say, a little rusty, but he you know, it didn't look like he was injured or limping or anything like that. So another big-time weapon for this offense, Hendon Hooker. You know, the crazy thing is Tennessee won by damn near 40 points, and I don't think their offense played that great. It was maybe a B, B-minus performance for the offense. It was the defense. How about, uh, what was that, Danico Slaughter? Damn Slaughter. Uh, Kentucky receiver Dane Key with that uh, interception. Will Levis, three picks. Maybe the best meme I saw, the best pick for on that Kentucky roster was uh, Will Levis picking his nose during the game. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But Tennessee, man, they are a machine. And legitimately, I'm I'm to the point where I'm past doubting this team. I, I got to stop, but maybe I'll keep it up because it seems to be <laughs> reverse jinx in Tennessee. But if they can beat Georgia on the road, which I'm not sitting here saying they can, but if they do, they're going to win the national championship because there's literally not a tougher test in the country than going on the road to face the defending national champions as they are humming once again on offense and defense. Monumental task. What an epic week of SEC games we got. Tennessee, number one in the power rankings. At Georgia, number two in the power rankings. And number three in the power rankings, Alabama at number four, LSU. Woo! Can't wait for this weekend of games.